Greetings, radio and podcast family. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021. Praise God. Hey, I want to welcome you to the first program of the new year, the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary, my lovely wife, Elder JC, the Stone Builders. We are a faith talk show sharing the good news with you, and we have a lot for you, especially since we've been gone. Hello, radio and podcast land. Yes, we made it through 2020, but what lies ahead, I think is going to be a reality check for all of us. Mm. Realistically, this is a scary moment to understand what unknowns we may face in 2021. Let's face it, I'm trying to guess at it all the time. And no, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. No, he doesn't, but we are guessing How are we going to get through 2021 with the shutdown, social distancing, the coronavirus, and things to come, like maybe a recession or worse? Mm. Pastor always says and affirms that our operating manual, the Bible, is key to unlocking prophecy. That's right. Which is the subject of our show today at the Stone Builders Hour. Amen. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Prophecy as divine. He's going to talk to that a little bit later. Prophecy as defined by the dictionary means to foretell as in future events, a prediction and or words spoken by a prophet mainly sent by God to reveal to his people his will or message. Now we're not talking about soothsayers. We're not talking about those who practice divination. Mm. We're talking about those who are actually inspired by God to bring his message. Biblically, there is a difference between prophecy and prophesy. (laughs) One is to reveal or foretell as a future event by divine inspiration. Prophecy is the one is actually what is being told and prophesy is versus is the one who is telling the prophecy. The book of Amos not only shows how God took a simple, but educated and he was an entrepreneur. He was a shepherd to prophesize to his people, both Israel and Judah, but also gave them ample warning to repent and turn from their wicked ways before destruction. And you know, God always gives us a way of escape, Pastor. And he keeps his word, too. Yes, he does. That's why the reason for us studying Amos is for this very reason. And and one of the main reasons is that what we are being confronted with today. Yes. We had a pastor who opened up to U.S. Congress today with a prayer and ended that prayer with amen and a woman. Oh my God. Trying to be politically correct. Now this is a pastor that's holding up a Bible that also supports abortion, the killing of children, just like in the day of Baal. Oh my goodness. But I just want to say amen is uttered at the end of a prayer or a hymn, meaning, so be it. Yes. It's a noun. Yes. It is spoken to express a solemn ratification or agreement. It means it is so or so it be. It has nothing to do with amen and a woman. Amen is derived from the Hebrew amen, which means certainly, truth, and verily. Yes. 
In English, the word has two primary pronunciations, amen or amen. And amen is found in both the Old and New Testament. And that's why Amos is so important right now. And remember the song, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Oh, hey, you know what? I got something about hallelujah. You know what? Hey, they're going to get on you about hallelujah. You know, the first part of hallelujah is the second person imperative masculine pure form of the Hebrew verb haleo. Yes. However, hallelujah means more than simply praise Jah or praise Yah, as the word hallel in Hebrew means a joyous praise and song yes. to boast in God. We're going to boast in God. How about that? And make a joy. Hey, I'm not going to make a joyful noise right now because uh, I did that for you already. Thank you. Thank you. So I just had to get that out because I've been balled up inside me to hear these men who are in the pulpit trying to be politically correct when God is not a respecter of persons. Amen. Oh, my God. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to say it all through the show. You know, so that's why Amos. For us to study him, because during times of great prosperity of Judah, like America, we're going to do some little bit of history. We're going to do some background. Just like JC said, prophecy. There's been a lot of prophesying going on about this election. Mm-hmm. You have those who are prophesying that the president will be uh, reelected and those who say he won't. Uh-oh. So I'm going to leave that up to God. But the Almighty wanted the people to know how displeased he was with their behavior towards him. Amos, the prophet, means burden bearer and believed himself only a shepherd and one who tended sycamore fig trees, but gave him the burden of telling Israel and Judah the truth about their disconnect from the Almighty God. But God gave him the responsibility of delivering his message for this time, similar to how God gave Jonah that burden mm-hmm. to go talk to Nineveh. He prophesied during the reign of Uzziah of Judah between 792 and 740 B.C. and Jeroboam II of Israel, 793 to 753 before Christ. During the reign of Jeroboam, Israel enjoyed great prosperity and managed the international trade routes from the King's Highway along the coastal plains as well as restored Israel's border from Lebo to the Dead Sea and under Uzziah regained the seaport of the Gulf of Agaba and expanded among the Philistines. We talked about the Philistines. The Philistines, yeah, they were hard-headed. They were a thorn in Israel's side, but this time... They were winning. Uh-oh, remember them now. <laughs> Samson and Goliath. Yes. Goliath was the Philistine. And, and the Almighty always kept the Philistines nearby. So when the Israelites acted up, he used the Philistine to kick their... <laughs> Although prosperous, Israel entertained false gods. It seemed like this... This is 2021. Mm. Uh, False gods and will not heed the Almighty's warning through the prophet Amos. Well, the prophet Amos sees ultimate judgment coming to Israel and Judah. He is exhausted. 
because you know how it is with stiff neck people who yeah. try to tell them something and they get in their own way. I know I'm one of them sometimes. He was trying to get the people to see the error of their ways. Amos was always downplaying his skills as a prophet, calling himself only a shepherd. But the one thing during his time period, he was the man who helped other men start businesses with sheep mm. and cattle. Plus, he owned an orchard mm. of sycamore fig trees. He was a so, humble man. Yes, yeah, so he saw himself as a humble man, but most of those who look at his writing know that he had formal training, and he does suggest he was an educated man. But before starting, because this is going to be some heavy stuff, <laughs> oh, we want to recognize. Keep me under control, Lord. Yes, we want to recognize our smart sponsor, Dr. Elton Powell of Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Please call for an appointment at 850-402-9061 or take time to visit his website at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Dr. Powell uses a holistic approach as a chiropractor whose motto is live happy. Yes. Continue to tune in to hear more about biblical prophecy and learn audience to heed the warning. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. I found you in the middle of my mess You have been there all along With open arms and open heart You called me You didn't hesitate long My name is Anne-Marie Baker, and I used to have severe, excruciating right arm and neck pain. Thanks to spinal decompression therapy from Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, I no longer have any pain or discomfort, and my issues were resolved without having any surgery. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center has helped me enjoy my life again. At Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, we unlock your potential to be the best version of you build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving you fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Tune in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC. And we are we're excited to be here uh, in January the 7th, 2021, the first show of the new year. Praise yes, pray. God. I'm yes, ready to hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And just know, uh, before I continue on, that you can listen to the Stone Builders Hour not only uh, every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94, but at your convenience. 
And you can listen at all our previous shows on iTunes, Google Music, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify. Praise God mm-hmm. that we're podcasting in the world. Yes. That's why that's why the Stone Builders, uh, JC and I, we're uh, uh, ministers of Living Stones International. That's, There's a reason why we're international. That's correct. And I just wanted to invite you to become a Stone Builders donor by going to our secure website at welivingstones.org. Or you can make a donation donation on Cash App, dollar sign, Lstones51. Also, one more thing, one more thing before we get started. You can become a sponsor or advertiser within our show. Just call us at 850-219-0091, and we'll be more than happy to invite you to join us as we share good news with our radio family. And so I just wanted to start off. That was interesting. You know, we're talking about Amos. Amos is one of those minor prophets that really no one ever studies or talks about. He's so small, but yet so powerful. I just love, you know, uh, men who are humble and they got power. I mean, got real power. And yet still, he considered himself just a a tree, uh, a, a gardener. Can I call him a gardener? Uh, you know, well, he took care of sycamore trees. Yes. And so he, was, he, he took care of plants. So praise God. But he was a humble man, and he was so humble that God communicated with him. Man, don't you want God to communicate with you? So even though we are now living in historic times, we are easily distracted from their importance by our high standard of living and convenient access to just about Anything we desire, even food, clothing, and housing. We have it all. Uh, the nations of Western Europe, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, and the United States are, for the most part, wallowing in extraordinary technological luxury. And that is true because as I was talking to our grandson, uh, just uh, we were talking to our grandson on um, Saturday. Uh, no, Saturday. Saturday? We were talking about he has a cell phone, and I was just sharing with him, that cell phone that you have has as much power as the first uh, spaceship flown by John Glenn that orbited the Earth three times. Isn't that a remarkable? You got the power in your hand that is equivalent to what the what a spaceman had going around the Earth. Mm. Praise God. Talk, talk about technological things that we take for granted. So much to our spiritual demise... We got a high standard of living, but then our spiritual demise, our lives are caught up in our possessions and keeping our noses above the water economically due to spending more than we make. Keeping up with the Joneses, Mm. using them credit cards. I know a lot of y'all are hurting behind Christmas. Charge, 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 Mm. and, and, and or online spending. Uh, Amazon made a lot of money, so yeah, did sure eBay. They did. Praise God! Them trucks coming to your house every day by the minute, you know, because you weren't going outside because of the virus. But you know what? Now everybody got to pay that piper. Everybody's in debt. That's and, for sure. So y'all waiting for that stimulus check? <laughs> and a lot of y'all are mad that they they, they only gave you six hundred dollars. What can you say? Those remember. You voted them in. <laughs> I'm going to say you. And then the president wanted to give you. $2,000, but then his counterparts said no. Mm. But they're going to give 1800 to illegal aliens and send millions and millions of dollars to Pakistan for gender identity? Hey. 
Where's Amos at right now? He need to come here in front of the White House and, and say, hey, y'all better wake up. Well, that's that's what he did to the Israelites then. And that's why we're comparing it to today, because the book of Amos records an almost exact parallel account to what's going on right now in our day. It chronicles the social, political, economic, military, and religious conditions and attitudes prevalent in ancient Israel in about 760 B.C. Hmm. This was about 40 years before Assyria invaded and completely devastated the nation. Now, remember, God kept warning them, and isn't this the same conditions that we have that our social conditions are not all that great. When we just uh, looked at a video, to the, as a matter of fact, yesterday that outlined what's going on in mm. some of our bigger cities, yes. like Los Angeles. Homelessness. It is unparalleled. People are lining up on sidewalks in front of very high-priced apartment buildings, so much so that people don't even want to move in them anymore. Because why would you want to move paying three, four, five thousand dollars a month, and you step out on your front door and you oh. might step in something human. you don't want it, human, human. excrement, and then oh. people being all around you begging you, whatever the conditions want to are. Rob you too. Yes. So along with those riches comes those social conditions that we're not handling. Politically, we're at two different ends, the right versus the left. Uh, militarily, you know, I, I am thankful to President Trump that we haven't been in a war, but we know that if that changes, that we're going to be in a war. Yes. And so for the Israelites during that time around 760 BC, this was about uh, 40 years, like I said, before Assyria invaded and devastated them. Are we looking for that same thing to happen to us? China. So awesome was Israel's defeat that as far as the world is concerned, her people disappeared from history. Mm. Today, they are known as the 10 lost tribes of Israel, America and Britain. That's what they equate them to. Today in our country, wealth often leads to religious and moral corruption Keeping our traditional rights is not what God desires, but he demands our obedience. We keep saying that, that all God wants is to be a family, but he also wants to keep his laws, his Ten Commandments, and his statutes, and that's the holy days. This is, uh, we need a heartfelt attitude to meet the needs of our fellow human beings because we get so wealthy, we gather so much money or possessions that we forget about everybody else. Because, you know, if, if, if we're at that moment of recession and depression, wealthy folks aren't going to be hit hard. Yeah, It's going to be us, the middle class, and those below us. So we need to get ready. We need to turn our eyes back to the Lord. I yes. mean, there is no doubt about it that he is waiting for us to call on him. That, that's... <laughs> Yeah, you're right about that video about there's over 50,000 homeless people in the city of Los Angeles and basically Venice Beach. Venice Beach has been overtaken by the homeless population and that was the third 
the third tourist, tourist spot attraction in, in the state of California. Well, not only the state, but in the nation. What I don't understand, are people really hearing and seeing what is going on with our nation? Is this really where, where you want us to be? Yeah, and and it's going and it's here in Tallahassee. Yes, it is. How often? Where can you go in Tallahassee and see people on the side of the street or at every traffic light, uh, both east and westbound, north and southbound, people begging for food with signs up for food for hunger and things of that nature. And that's why the study I recommend studying Amos. And I want to share with you uh, Amos uh, 7, chapter 7, verse 10 through 17. And, and it says, thus he showed me. This is, this is Amos. And behold, the Lord stood upon a wall and made a plumb line with a plumb line in his hand. Now, do y'all know what a plumb line is? A plumb line is taking a string. Y'all, some of y'all have seen uh, contractors. They'll take a string with a point A and point B, and it might have chalk on it. And they pull the chalk up. They pull the line up and let it hit the, the wood. And then it leaves a chalk mark. That's a plumb line for measurement. And the Lord said unto me, Amos, what seest thou? And I said, a plumb line. Then said the Lord, behold, I will set a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will not again pass by them anymore. He's turning his back on Israel. And the high places of Isaac shall be desolate and the sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste. And I will rise above the house of Jeroboam with the sword. Uh-oh, he coming. <laughs> Vengeance. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent to Jeroboam, king of Israel, saying, Amos hath conspired against thee in the midst of the house of Israel. The land is not able to bear all his word. Now they're going after Amos. <laughs> yep. For that thus, how it is? Yes, indeed. They have you to stick your head above the crowd. You so, get stuff thrown at you. <laughs> for thus Amos said, Jeroboam shall die by the sword, and Israel shall surely be led away captive out of their own land. And Amaziah said unto Amos, O thou seer, go, flee thee away into the land of Judah, and there eat bread, and prophesy there. Get out of here, dude. But prophesy not again any more at Bethel, for it is the king's chapel, and it is the king's court. Then Amos answered and said to Amaziah, I was no prophet, neither was I a prophet's son, but I was a herdsman and a gatherer of sycamore fruit. And the Lord took me as I followed the flock. And the Lord said unto me, Go prophesy unto my people Israel. Listen, I'm just doing what God asked me to do. Isn't that what we're doing? Trying to get the word to you, ladies and gentlemen, about what's going on. Now, therefore, hear thou word of the Lord. Thou saith, prophesy not against Israel, and drop not thy word against the house of Isaac. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, thy wife shall be a harlot in the city, and thy sons and thy daughters shall fall by the sword. Oh, my God. And thy land shall be divided by line, and thou shalt die in a polluted land, and Israel shall surely go into captivity forth of his land. Mm. 
And it was so. Yes, it was. Amen. <laughs> I mean, that's what it means. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. We must not allow this attractive and easily absorbed way of life to become our own. You're right. We got to submit ourselves. Avoiding it will require an ever closer relationship with God and a discipline of our attitudes and conduct. The Almighty promises in Revelations 3.10 to provide a way of escape for his faithful, loving, and enthusiastic children. Thus, we must yield to the urgent message given through his servant, Amos. Ask yourself a few questions. Has the world ever witnessed a time like this? Has any nation experienced such prosperity and strength, yet such turmoil, turmoil, injustice, oppression as our nation has? I can name several of them. Mm. The answer to these questions is both yes and no. Yes, other nations have risen to power on the world scene, though none as spectacularly nor to such dazzling heights as America. Mm. Other nations have fallen from their peak of power for the same reasons. The people's spiritual, moral decay, their ethical disregard, irresponsibility, and apathy as in America are seen too as of a nation's decline has been so clearly prophesied in the pages of the Bible, our operating manual, as Punishment for her spiritual and moral decay, Israel was evaded by the Assyrians in 721 BC and crushed in a devastating war. The surviving Israelites were taken into captivity where they seemingly disappeared from the face of the earth. This was the Almighty's answer to their sin and rebellion. And I believe that when you talked about Pastor having an ever closer relationship with God, that is what he's looking for for us in this new year. I know we all make New Year's resolutions. We talk about losing weight. We're going to be doing better uh, at our jobs or we're going to be doing uh, spending more time with our children. All of the things that have a material basis But one of the things I know for myself, my word this year is that I receive more grace. Praise God. And 2021, if you add up those numbers, uh, add up to five. And five is the number of grace. And John 1.16 talks about grace upon grace. And that is God's fullness of grace is yours this season. But you have to be willing to take that step towards God. Yes. Our learned lesson is learning from ancient Israel's example. Privilege brings peril. Mm. And why does it bring peril? Because we're not using it for the good that God intended it. It's not about to get possessions. I mean, hey, I'm just like everyone else. I'd like to have nice clothes, have hair done, you know, nails done, whatever it is that's in our modern society. But some of those things aren't the utmost important. Amos' message is that the closer we are to God, the closer the scrutiny and the stricter the judgment. 
So we're under strict judgment, ladies and gentlemen, here in America, because we have been bountiful. I know the COVID kind of tore everything up during the last uh, uh, two-thirds of the uh, year with shutdowns and people being out of work, but we are a rich nation, and the richer we are, the more God is looking at us. Judgment starts with those who make a covenant with him. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And I hope you know that's calling our churches. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? And that's uh, 1 Peter 4.17 says, For the time is come. That judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begins at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? There's two other verses. I'm not going to read them, but I'm going to give them to you. And that's Ezekiel 9, 3 through 6, because it gives you some specific examples. And Revelations 11, one through two, and I'm just doing for the sake of time, but read those verses again, Ezekiel 9, three through six, and Revelation 11, one through two. But we're going to continue on because one of the things we're looking at, uh, you know, we just talked about the warnings that happened during time of prosperity. And I think right now we have lots of warnings. Oh my goodness. But the next thing is we want you to continue to stay tuned because we're looking at the handwriting on the wall. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> I'm not striving in my own strength. I'm striving in yours. I'm not trying to find my own way. I'm walking that course. Not thinking about my own plans. Thinking about yours. With you, my steps are safe. You motion me forward. If someone loves you, they don't hit you. Hi, this is Dewey Rio with Noble, the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. Dating or relational violence is an act or threat of violence by one member of a couple against the other person in a relationship. It's also when one partner tries to maintain power and control over the other through abuse or violence. The abuse can include isolating you from others, threatening you, your family, or even themselves if you don't do what they want, physical violence, or sexual acts. This is not about love. It's about control. It's not about anything you did wrong. It's about control. If you're in a relationship like this, you're not alone. There is help. Contact Refuge House, your school guidance counselor, or law enforcement. Just remember, there is help. This message is presented by this radio station and the North Florida chapter of Noble. For more information, visit noblenorthflorida.com, and together we can promote justice by action. Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Livingstones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. 
What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. My Shiro doesn't always wear a cape, but she always has time for a hug, a smile, for going the extra mile. My Shiro stretches every dollar, puts in long hours, puts others first. But now it's your time, Mom. When you're ready to retire, we want you to be able to enjoy it. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings now at aceretirement.org. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back. This has been so interesting talking about prophecy and what the book of Amos offers us. And it offers us a lot because it almost runs parallel to what's going on right now here in America, here in the United States of America. The book of Amos records God's assessment of ancient Israel's internal condition some 40 years before she fell. Hmm. And that could be a he too now. Amen. <laughs> oh, a woman. Oh, no, don't even go no, there. It's not a, it's not a woman? A, no, amen. A, oh, okay. All right. Just, hallelujah. <laughs> the prophet was sent to warn the people and lead them to repentance, but they would not change. We're calling you guys to repentance. We're, we're warning you <laughs> because God will not be mocked. He lets you know that time and time again through the Bible. As punishment for Israel's spiritual more decay, the nation was invaded, as we said before, by Assyria in 721 BC and crushed. I mean, they weren't just, they were like wiped out. The surviving Israelites were taken into captivity where they seemingly disappeared, but they were scattered throughout the known world. I knew where they were. Yeah, but they didn't so know. So they were Syrians. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> this was God's answer to their sin and rebellion. The handwriting on the wall usually denotes cataclysmic events are coming as God judges the Babylonians in Daniel 5. So we know in Daniel 5 that that happened because God took his finger out and wrote on the wall. And guess what? Those Babylonians failed that very night, Israel had to wait a few years before they went down. They, they, uh, the same happened with Noah in Genesis 6, 5. And remember what God said, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil, evil. continually. <laughs> Man, that was and, the wicked stuff. And you know, and Yeshua oh, came out and said that he was upset and angry that he made man. Could you imagine? That's like your child doing something that's so devastating to you that you say, I wish I had never made them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 
that is hurtful. But the only thing about it, as I always say, fear not man who can kill just your body, but fear him who can kill both body and soul, because that's what Yeshua is also talking about. He speaks on the end times. And remember when Yeshua said in Matthew 24, 37, our famous verses, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So we don't even know when God going to show up. We don't know. Well, I know how how he going to show up. He going to be coming with some swords. Yeah. You talking about <laughs> not taking our guns. He going to be coming with some swords with and a whole no bunch armor. of armies. Yes. <laughs> Heavenly armies. You know, I, I was just thinking about when you were talking about the uh, the Syrians taking the Israelite. They had a lot of spies inside. Uh, yes, Israel they did. Too, yes, they did. They bought off. They bought off a lot of folks and they sold uh, the country down the tube. Sounds a little mm, bit like what's going on uh, right, right now. now. Everybody mm-hmm. uh, having uh, a good time with China, you know, and uh, China no, having a good a, time with China money, China money, <laughs> yeah, and everything just selling us down the tubes, yeah. boy, you know, and they think that they're going to get away. Also, this is. Let's just wait and see. Whatever is done in darkness will eventually come, come into to the, the light. light. That's Amen. the promise from the Almighty. Amen. And that's why Amos is a doom and gloom book, not only for the recipients then in 790 to 750 BC. It was a time of unprecedented prosperity, power, and wealth, not since King Solomon's time. Wow, that's a long time. Sounds familiar to America. Mm. I mean, we're at unprecedented prosperity, power, and wealth. On the surface, it appears that Israel's prosperity indicated God's pleasure. Let me change it around. On the surface, it appears that the United States' prosperity <laughs> indicated God's pleasure. Mm. But Amos' words prove beyond any doubt that the Almighty was not pleased at all. Because the wickedness of man was great. Yes. Every imagination. Yes. You have people selling children. People having sex with children. People, people doing away with sex. Sex is. So we're neither male nor female. You're what? A, it? A, a bean. A bean. <laughs> a bean. Okay, you're a bean. Oh, God. Oh, boy. So so he's not pleased. And... and and Amos was he was serious. He was deadly serious. If the people would not repent, they were doomed. They were what? Doomed. They were what? They were taken out and doomed. Ladies and gentlemen, hear us, hear us. The Israelite did not repent. The United States did not repent. Mm. No, the United States still has a chance to repent. We still have a chance. Those Israelites suffer war, Mm. famine, pestilence, and captivity. They were taken as a result. Tens of thousands died. They learned the hard way that the Almighty means exactly what he says through his prophets. And that's what Amos 3.7 said. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. That's not us saying this. This is all in our operating manual. manual, the Bible. It's interesting that you should say that because I know there are individuals listening to us right now who probably says, well, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in the Bible. Well, I have enough faith 
for you and everybody else that doesn't, because I know that his word will not return void. When we say that, we used to think of money, you know, that if we spoke it into the atmosphere, we will be returned with riches. But I really believe that's not what God is addressing. He's addressing that we are going to become the word and we will not return void until that word gets in us. So Amos clearly shows that our nations are headed along the same path of destruction as ancient Israel. There is still hope that we will turn around and avoid the wrath of God. But as each day passes, it becomes more unlikely. We have a friend of ours that just brought this to mind that uh, keeps saying that he wishes for Yeshua to return so he can get out of here. And I guess <laughs> it's, so right. it's so much going on. Because of all the things that he is seeing within his lifetime. Because technically, when you look at our age, we were right there on the precipice of technology coming into um, our lives. But we were there with the steel mills. Yeah, uh, We were there when people would say, go West, young man. And Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania was the point where they, the when they made it the there, it was the gateway to the West. But now to see it, how all of that has changed our, you know, a lot of our uh, manufacturing and things of that nature have gone. A lot of our cities are like ghost towns And here you go that now we can walk around with our cell phone and do the same thing that it used to take rooms and rooms of computers to do. So, but we haven't gotten any more sophisticated. Mm -hmm. It's almost like we've gone backwards. It's like we've gone back to the times of Noah where they were marrying, uh, drinking of wine, having all kinds of uh, unlawful sexual acts and We haven't become any more sophisticated to know that God is in control. We have many lessons to learn, one of which is our focus is need to stop to be solely on ourselves and the things that we do. Because that's all we, you know, when I think about it, we're like children. Well, I want this and I want that. No, I don't like this. No, I don't like that. I want this way. I don't want it that way. We judge a person based on how much wealth he can accumulate over a lifetime. It is a wrong standard because God says, I know the heart of man and you don't. Even the world understands that money and possessions bring little satisfaction, yet we continue to pursue that kind of success as if that is all that matters. Because we always know rich people who are not happy and poor folks who are very happy. So what's the they have the highest the divorce rate, yes. suicide rate, drug yep. addiction? Their yep. kid, their children's children, yeah. And right now with this pandemic and how we're all shut in, suicide rates have gone up. That no matter how much you can, there's so much, so much spending you can do on Amazon. There's so much, so much TV you can look at if you can't get outside. So we're missing part of that equation. But the great creator, the almighty, never intended materialism to be the basis for abundant living. That's true. So true. Yet the almighty is looking for his house. Mm, his, mm. He's looking for his church. Yes. To provide the people with the proper tools. But we must not have any excuses. Sounds kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of excuses. And. 
And I, and I want to focus on uh, scripture. I want to go back to scriptures, not what Pastor Gary is saying. I just wanted to share with you what scripture says and how it relates to today. And I want to go back because this is a study of Amos. So let's yes, look at Amos 4, 4 through 5. Come to Bethel and transgress. At Gilgad, multiply transgressions. Bring your sacrifices every morning, your tithes every three days. Offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving with leaven. Proclaim and announce the free will offering. For this you love, you children of Israel, says the Lord God. And Amos 5, 5, 6 says, But do not seek Bethel, nor enter Gilgah, nor pass over Beersheba. For Gilgah shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to nothing. Seek the Lord and live, lest he breaks out like fire in the house of Joseph and devour it with no one to quench it in Bethel. And I want to read Amos 5, 21 through 24. I hate, I despise your feast. This is God saying through his prophet. He hates and despises your feast. Sometimes he don't like some of our holidays that we select uh, to celebrate because they're not holidays that he asked you to celebrate, which are outlined in the Bible. And we're going to cover that in the very near future. And I do not save your, your sacred assemblies. Though you offer me burnt offerings and your grain offerings, I will not accept them. Oh, God. Nor will I regard your fattened peace offering. Take away from me the noise of your songs. For I will not hear the melody of your string instruments, but let justice run down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. See, right. they, they, too, they just waited too long. Well, it not only waited too long, but it became a ritual. Yeah. See, God, I mean, he it's tells you. It's just a habit with, right. no, with no, no emotion behind it. You're bringing it. me free will offerings? You're you're bringing you're offering me a sacrifice. You're bringing your tithes, but you still haven't done what I asked you to do. You know that's like the parent that story of the parent who says, "I leave, but I want you to uh, as to her child. I want you to mop the floor." And she leaves, and she comes back, and she looks all around. Everything looks clean. Everything looks nice. But then she looks down the floor, and it's not done because he did didn't do what she asked him to do. And that's the same thing with God. Mop he wants floor. to just. Follow his statutes, not make it like it's all pretty and nice and, oh, we're, we've got so much wealth or we're so pompous and circumstance that we... And, and still go behind. I do all that, but I'm still, still lying. Yeah. I've been lied on, yeah. cheated, talked about. Mistreated. And then they, the, you know, uh, sexual sins. Yes. Uh, moral sins. Uh, you know, you're going into church, but yet and still... You are Walla. sitting, wallowing big in time. Yes. Oh God, and and God cannot coexist with sin. Yes, again. So let's, let's let's take a little break and let's see how God will guide us by His holiness. Uh oh. All right. Holiness. holiness. Yes, that sounds Some like a Some people don't want to give up that club life. <laughs> they don't want to give up that uh, that drinking life. They don't want to give up that. So let's talk about that. Uh, stay tuned, we'll be right back. Are you hurting and broken in? Overwhelmed by 
weight of your sin Jesus is calling Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling Tune in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Living Stone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support. Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax deductible. Watch out! The galaxy is safe once again. In the pretend universe, kids play with pretend guns. In the real world, it's up to us to make sure they don't get their hands on a real gun. If you have a gun in the house, keep it locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Welcome back to uh, the Stone Builders Hour with uh, Pastor Gary and Elder JC. We're studying Amos. Yes. The book of Amos, the prophet Amos. Praise God. You know, it's never too late. All we have to do is repent and sin no more. Ask God for forgiveness. Praise God. I just want to, before we go farther, if you desire, and I asked you to, des- I asked you, to consider a gift to the program. Mm-hmm. So JC and I may continue on the air and on podcasting, and you can make a, a special gift of any amount of any uh, numeration uh, by visiting our secure website at welivingstones.org and just click the donation button and it'll take you, and also just visit uh, our page, our website. And you can make it a recurring donation. It just doesn't have to be a one-time offering. Because everything will go to, the, to the, the ministry and not to us personally. And your faithful donation, it helps support not only this program, but, but many others like our parents' uh, uh, Snippet. snippets. Uh, we have, that are uh, coming soon. They're coming out. We're, we're producing them and putting them together right now. Uh, because of the virus, uh, we no longer can go into the prisons or go into the homes to help moms and dads be, become the best moms and dads they can be, to be active in the lives of their children. So we're developing uh, snippets uh, that can give parents uh, uh, some tools and some tips on how to deal uh, with some situations, especially with these kids being home more now. Yes, um, no, they need it. <laughs> but you know, we're just talking about uh, the Almighty and Amos, and 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 just know that. Um, uh, you know, I just want to go back to how God will guide us by His holiness. Yes, and God swears by His holiness because God works through His character. Yes, God works through His righteousness. Uh, King David speaks to this in Psalms 119, uh, 172, when he states, My tongue shall speak of your word. Mm. 
For all your commandments are righteousness. Oh, all your commandments. Not just one. There's 10 of them. Yes. There's more than... God also acts with mercy as well. He's the most merciful God. He's so... Oh, he will forgive you for all your sin if you just ask and it shall be done. Abraham knew him to be righteous as well. In Hebrews 6.13... When God made a promise to Abraham because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. Wow. Amos 4.2, the Lord God has sworn by his holiness. Behold, the day shall come upon you when he will take you away with fish hooks. Mm. You know what a fish hook is. Mm. It's like a grappling hook. Ouch. Oh, it comes, oh man, it tears into your skin. And your prosperity with fish hooks. Oh, God's tearing it apart. He is expecting us to work towards being connected to him in righteousness. If not, Amos 4.2 is very specific about this. Well, I think one of the things when we say God works towards holiness is because he's holy. And he is looking for his people to follow him who are holy too. And I used to love that song, Holy, Holy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it was Lord God Almighty. No holiness, and you are not one of His. Mm-hmm. Paul said it succinctly for the men and women of His time when others were worshiping multiple gods. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, you're not the only sector of time that men and women struggled with staying connected with God. Yes, because this is year 5,600 in the Hebrew calendar. Correct. So, but we had guides. We have our operating manual. Remember, those people didn't even have that. They were uh, looking at scrolls and scripts and word of mouth. So you have the most opportune time to stay in your word through the Bible because it's all written down for you. Paul said this succinctly in 1 Corinthians 8, 5 through 6, for though there may be that who are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, but to us there is but one God, one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we and him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. So we are in him. Yeshua is with him. There are no multiple gods. We are living in a time where we have to make a decision about what it is that we're interested in doing what what it is that we're seeking because God already told us in the previous uh, session that it's not about material possessions because he can take that with the snap of his finger it's not about us saying that we're doing the right thing he's looking for us to do the right thing action speaking yes it does and the almighty as you said elder jc calls us to be holy in 1 Peter 1, uh, 15 and 16, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Be 
because it is written. Yes. It's written. Be holy for I am holy. So out of this obedience, love flows to us to accomplish great and mighty things that Yeshua spoke about in John 14, 11. And John 14, 11 says, believe me that I am in the Father. Oh, Yeshua is awesome. And the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these, he will do because I go to my father. He goes to the father on our behalf. Yes, he does. All we have to do is believe in him that he died, rose again, and, 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 and oh God, and walking with us right now. Wow. God said earlier, he's looking for his church. He is looking for us to be a whole nation from her culture to her government, to her religion, organized based on human self-concern. And we talked about this many a time, saying that in days people would pray in school, pray before our government sessions, do all of the things that we were concerned with because we had a concern for people. God wanted to see clear evidence of our godly living by which he could verify the claims that were his people. In Israel, he saw no such evidence during Amos' time, but instead of people in opposition to him in every area of life. Is that how we want God to see us today? Spiritual adultery had occurred. God is still looking for this same responsibility by his church today. Are we there yet? Ladies and gentlemen, can you hear me? Are we there yet? God inspires but does not dictate as if the prophet were simply a tool, you know, like a typewriter or a loudspeaker. He makes the prophet aware of him and helps him observe his environment and reminds him of his own experience in relations to his way. That's the prophet's personality. You know, pastor always says that when he came over to God, he didn't, his personality didn't change. He was loud then and he's loud now. (laughs) Hallelujah. So God's not looking to change us. He's looking for the real deal. He's looking for the real deal. So we're going to come up to our final segment and we're going to look at all, try to put together in a short composite, all that we spoke of about Bible prophecy. Might take another part. I'm not sure. We'll (laughs) We'll see. Well, we're always doing part two (laughs) because it's important to get all the information in. We'll be right back. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we will sing and shout victory. Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Livingstones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. 
Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. Guess who? It's me, Elder J.C., asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at welivingstones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax-deductible. First, I want to thank you, radio and podcast family, for uh, tuning in and sharing uh, the good news about Amos. We just want you to now consider modern America. Are we not the greatest Christian nation that has ever graced this earth? Correct. Have we not distributed Bibles all over the world? Have we not given more money for charitable works than practically all nations in the world combined? We feel we are a separate, distinct, and greater nation than others. Amen. The Bible was deeply ingrained in the thinking of our people until this last generation or so. Surely the Lord is with this nation. Or we can look at it another way. Are we as a nation or as a church complacently assuming that he is Still walking with us? Have we considered that he may not be? The people of Israel assumed it. And Amos announced very plainly that God was not walking with them. They were deceived. Mm -hmm. In Amos 1 and verse uh, 14, Woe to you who are at ease in Zion and trust in Mount Samaria, notable persons in the chief nation to whom the house of Israel comes. Behold, I will raise up a nation against you, O house of Israel, says the Lord God of hosts, and they will afflict you from the entrance of Hamat to the valley of Abarah. Again, let's make sure we hear the drum roll. Woe to you who put far off the day of doom. Do horses run on the face of the uh, run on the face of the cliff? Does one plow the sea with an auction? oxen, yet you have turned justice into gall and the fruit of righteousness into wormhood. That's an Amos. So God's religion is more than keeping the basic Ten Commandments. Amen. The Pharisees kept them, but our righteousness has exceeded theirs. Matthew 5.20 says, For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. One's differences between Christ and the Pharisee was that Christ's righteousness was positive, 
while the Pharisees was negative. True. Though both kept the commandments, the sincere Pharisees were righteous by avoiding sin. But Christ was righteous by always doing good as well. Both Elder J.C. and I believe the Almighty's word holds something for everyone. But there comes a time when we have to make our commitment to him and do it sincerely. Yes, I believe that is so true. And remember that Amos is a prophecy and that just as it came true then, if we are not living up to God's greatest commandments, it can happen to America. Yes, don't let it happen. Repent and confess your sin Mm. and sin no more. Another prophecy, part two, but I I would like to... Say that there's a lot of information here, and About we want to yeah. be able to know. Maybe look at Daniel or something. Yes, or other. Prophets. You know, that's a good point because Daniel was. <laughs> yes, Daniel was mentioned. So we'll see you next week, or tune in next week. We're out. God We're bless out. and happy New Year. Amen. Amen and Hallelujah. <laughs> We're out. <laughs>